We're back, y'all. Episode 14 of the Men Lie, Women Lie. Damn, it's 14 already? Podcast. Yes, it is. Don't interrupt me during my intro. No, no. <laughs> We're starting. I brought you a coffee. Thank That's you. That's how you treat and me. And an empanada. Thank you. That's how you it. treat me. Nah. I was going to do no. your fly introduction nah. and you... All right, go ahead. Rewind. This is a co-host. <laughs> Rewind. Liz. Go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah. Welcome to <laughs> episode 14 of the Men Lie, Women Lie, and All Flowers Die podcast. Your lovely host, Mama Les. I am her assistant, Uncle Joe. And today we are here to discuss PTSD, childhood trauma, and a... a, a, a a term that I just created called PTRD, post-traumatic relationship disorder. So if you've ever been in a traumatic relationship, which 99% of us, of us have, make sure y'all hit the page at men lie uh, underscore women lie underscore all flowers die, sound like that, or men underscore lie. It's a bunch of shit. Make Before sure y'all we start, though, I want to address something. Uh-oh. And I Mind wasn't, you, I wasn't going Mama to. Mama Les was doing Zumba before the episode. So <laughs> I wasn't going. going to. Go, hit me. Right? I like being addressed. But apparently. All your girls want me. I knew it. I knew it. No, go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> so apparently. Wow. On, on TikTok. Yes. My forehead is a hot commodity. Oh, shit. I've seen that shit this morning. <laughs> My forehead is a hot commodity with your TikTok followers. I seen a, a, a comment this morning that said, uh, I think somebody was going to pay you to headbutt somebody. Yeah, listen, if I can monetize it, oh no, all the time, <laughs> all the time. So listen, it doesn't offend me at all. And I told you, I, we had a conversation yes, yeah. about it. Because I would have deleted it. He would have deleted it. I would have deleted the comments. He I, was going to go back and like respond. That's right. And I was like, Tell him your don't, mama got don't do that. Head. Like, yeah. listen, what? No, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but I've had this forehead my whole life. It, you, all you're doing is stating the obvious, right? Like, it's it's there. I think like I some think, of, some uh, of them are funny though. Like I I've responded I, to some laughing. I think they're low key trying to holler at you. Hold on, so I have a few things to say about that, right? And I wasn't gonna address it because I was like, oh, I shouldn't give them any time. I like that but you're it gets, addressing it. It gets a little boring, right? When I see a comment and I'm like, oh, maybe it's something that we can like debate on mm-hmm. or like, you know, something relevant. Um, and it's a comment about my forehead, right? On oh, every hate, hater on comment. every other fucking post that you put, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about it. So there's a couple of things, right? Number Let's one, yes. you're stating the fucking obvious. Duh. Number two, if you're going to make a comment like that, then don't go on my TikTok liking my pics and following me. Because we're oh, not doing that. Right? Oh, I didn't know that. Listen. Oh, y'all number quit three, Number three is my, you know, maybe your parents didn't teach you, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. My mom did. So all I'm going to say, right, is don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. If you can't make that connection of what I'm trying to say, that's on you. Then maybe you should spend Mm -hmm. less time Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, project your insecurities on me and go educate yourself. And then maybe come back with some comments that are relevant to the topic that we're talking about. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to talk about your mama. (laughs) Y'all lucky. And Joe, I don't want you responding Mama to Les any of Mama Les told those. me not to respond because I would have shit on your moms. That's, that's how I <laughs> now get Now we that. can go back because I'm done. I'm over it. That's your I'm fan club. It. The forehead I'm, fan club. Listen, if we can monetize it, listen, let's talk about it. If you're going to comment about my forehead, t- 
tell me how I can make money off it. If I gotta go head I got bump it. people, I got it. let's do it. You know how they got feet let's finder? do it. Can can forehead finder. Forehead finder. You know how many hot girls oh, there are with big foreheads? What? You know We're a little crazy, but you know how this is that, that's a Listen, target, yo. Guys, that's a target, it is. guys. Like it is. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> Yo, Mama Les came in spicy to her, to her like, forehead fan club. It's so, it's so annoying because I think I go in and I'm like, oh, let me see, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, really? We're talking about like, I'm like man bashing and you're talking about my forehead. Maybe or, that's why. Um, Maybe that's the only way they can. But then, then you're projecting like your insecurities on me. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Then that sounds like a you issue more than a forehead issue. I'm just saying. Take that, mother suckers. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the last thing. Because my immediate thought that. is to delete it. Because I'm like, damn, I don't even want my Melissa to see that. Just in case she's offended or upset, right? Not at all. But then all. thought two is to just straight up shit on you. And let's go back and forth. And Neither one. I'm not shitting on anybody. If that's what you feel you need to do to make yourself feel good, by all means, go ahead. Because that doesn't affect me at all. That'd be fun for me. But so, And I'd be bored. So. But again understand don't throw rocks where you know if you live in a glass house wow i feel like maybe you got ptsd from the tiktok i don't comments. got ptsd but i go check people's <laughs> profiles and make my make comments right and i'm like mm. oh but my mom told me not to say anything but i like me. that you mentioned that they they will mock you in the comments yes. on my page mm -hmm. and then proceed to go follow you and, and like, like your all picture. my pictures like all the pictures all my pictures that i'm like so i was I right i removed them as followers you see they low-key trying to holler. You know, but a, they're trying to use... It's a sexy use, forehead. They're trying to use the negging technique where they kind we're of like, diss you. We're not first. like six. No, no, no. You I'm just telling you. are a child. You're not. They, you, don't, you have no idea what their right. uh, maturity level is. Mm -hmm. at. They might be six mm -hmm. in the brain. Mm -hmm. So, guys, stop hating. Why are you hating? <laughs> and if you like it, tell her you like it. Don't beat around the bush. Now, we're here today to talk PTSD childhood trauma, and PTRD. Mm -hmm. Mama Les has a theory that all her relationships are trash because of her <gasps> childhood trauma. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Never once did those she words say come that. out of my she mouth. She say that. Not ah. like that. But she did say that childhood trauma yes. will have an effect on the, your relationships in the future. And the way I am <clears throat> in the relationship. And not the just And how the, the relationships person. may end up. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. Um, I've spoken on this show previously about the what I believed was love as a child um, by viewing my parents and how that uh, messed me up in a relationship in the future where I, I ironically, basically my goal was not to push someone away and unintentionally I pushed them away. Right, and that that had to do with my lack of communication skills, and not being able to love them properly, nor display love, um, and that comes from what I saw as a child. Um, can you explain, or maybe give some different examples of what may cause childhood trauma? Yeah, I mean, um, we actually looked it up, Dolly and I, earlier, and there's actually a term for it, right? So it's um, complex trauma. Complex trauma. Right? So if a child suffers emotional, physical, or sexual abuse from a caregiver, it deeply affects how they form relationships later in life. Okay, emotional, 
physical or sexual? Uh, sexual. Abuse. From abuse. A um, yeah, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse. Okay. Now, abuse. It could be anything. Is like a. It sounds like really bad, right? But right. But what's even, abuse, right? Because sometimes be you got to hit your kid upside the head and get them right with the discipline. I don't think that that's physical abuse, right? But, but like, is it for abuse? example, like. If you no, do it five times, right. it might be abuse. Nah, if some you do kids. It one time, some kids deserve. They need a little cocotazo. Yeah. That's they, not abuse, they guys. They definitely do. They, well, I don't know. In terms nowadays, you got to be like walking on eggshells. Well, no, no, that's because the kids are cold. Back, back yeah. when I was growing up, I mean, my parents never hit me, but no, my mom threw an iron at me once. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Like, but that wasn't abuse back then. You probably deserved it. She missed anyway, so <laughs> I'm okay. But she did throw me uh, when I was an infant, and according to her, this is her story, so I can she, tell it. She threw you. Yeah. So my grandfather died, right? My grandfather had a certain saying that he would always say a, a, a silly thing. And uh, I had learned it as a baby. So she got the phone call that he passed while holding me. And I'm repeating his saying, because that's probably the only shit I knew how to say as a child. So she says that she flung me across the room. And uh, I hit the wall with the back of my head. And I landed face first in the crib. And that's why I got this big ass bump on the back of my head. And you can still see it. That's my mom's story. I don't recall. But that's what she told me. Thank God you're alive. Yeah. And then she threw an iron at me one time. And <laughs> she was like, well, you didn't die the first yeah. time. I think it was hot, too. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try again this time. <laughs> but, hey, word. Mom, I love you. Stop throwing shit at me. I'm sure you deserved it. My dad never hit me. No, I'm lying. I tried to fight my dad one time. This is not abuse. And this is going a little off rail. Quick story. I tried to fight my dad one time. I thought I was tough. And I had had enough, and I said, we going to shoot it out, man to man. we going to bust this fade. And he punched me in my shoulder one time, and the fight was over. You and out. I never came back for round two. And he pops, you won. You got that. That one punch to the shoulder. Fight ender, bro. <laughs> my dad got big hands, bro. So shout out to my dad. Now, childhood traumas. I have to tell the audience this, guys. Y'all, y'all may be unaware of what your child sees. Or how they perceive it. Right. So let's say, for example, a single mom or a single dad has frequent late-night visitors. Mm -hmm. And they assume their child is sleeping or distracted and maybe not aware. But, you know, children be aware and children see things. And that, that, that cycle of new men or women filtering through the house is going to affect how yep. that child sees you, the parent, um, them partners. They're going to resent them partners, and they're going to view relationships kind of as a... Like a merry-go-round. Like yeah, like a swinging mm -hmm. door, right? Um, I think that shows a lack of, like, consistency. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like totally snorted. <laughs> I mean, is it not right if you see? Yo, y'all remember Pee Wee Herman with the word of the day? Y'all, yeah. If anybody remembers that, rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. I love you. Um, if y'all remember the word of the oh, day when shit. they would say it, alarms would go off and they'd be like, rrr, rrr, "The word of the day, yo, the word of the show is consistency." <laughs> so I'm gonna get her something that every time she says it, balloons are gonna drop and fucking confetti and alarms and shit. But, but if you think about it, it's true, right? If you have 
it different is. men or women <clears throat> coming in. And it doesn't even have to be like late night stuff, right? It could just be right. your... And, and as late parents, night kind of makes it worse. And as parents, right? Like, yes, we have a fault, but I also understand, right? Like, you're just trying to find your next, I guess, like, relationship, your, your next partner, person, yeah. your partner. Um, but there's no... But there's there is no bad. reason for your kids... That's to bad. be to become involved, mm. right? Um, unless you think it's something serious, right? But sometimes right. we also make mistakes. Cause I've made the mistake, right, of thinking that it's someone that okay, I see long term. It's been you know eight months. It's been a year. It's right. been a year and a half. Um, and now I want to kind of bring you into my world. But you're making a mistake. Humans. I, make I understand mistakes. that, right? But I think we're more referring to a parent who their child would meet every potential partner. Right, that's that's different. But I'm saying it, it can also affect that. Even us thinking that we're making the right decision, right? Like, okay, this is someone I see long-term, and then it ends up not working out. Right. Now, time has passed, you meet somebody else, right? Before you know it, you've introduced your child without even wanting to, to maybe two, three other potential right. partners that you thought could have been long-term, right? But are you also communicating and discussing with your child um, how relationships work and, you know... I mean, I have to say, I think there's only really been one person that I brought around that it was a little more than, like... Th so my kids have met two people. Well, my older one, three, right? And my little one, two. Mm -hmm. um, but the one before this last one was... You, I just brought you in as a friend, Right. So you were around, but they never saw anything. You know, right. it was just like, that's my friend. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like if you come to like a family party. Right. And you're mm -hmm. just my friend. Um, the last one was more um, right. They saw more of affection, more of a of a, I guess, a relationship mm -hmm. type um, thing. But were they jealous? It, it does affect um, my little one was. Yeah. But it does affect in a different way because to this day, um, although that situation is done and he hasn't been around for a little bit, um, especially my little one will ask. Mm -hmm. Did he about him. Um, hang with the little one? Like, yeah. did he do? Did he interact with him? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I could dig yeah. it. That's the danger of. That's the potential danger of dating mm -hmm. a single mother. So um, my last relationship... Even a single father. Yeah, or a single father, a single right. parent, I should have yeah. said. Uh, my last relationship, my my ex had uh, three children, and the youngest one was my, 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 little, my little bro, my little best friend, you know? Um, and we were together on and off for like eight years. In about year seven, he realized that his mother and I were in a relationship. Mm -hmm. He thought for seven years that I was coming to hang out with him. Thank you. Oh. You feel me? And so, so then one day he's like, wait, that's your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I just told that story, but shout out to Eli, <laughs> man. I miss you and I love you. Word. Aww. But I guess, I guess because it has to do with dating a single parent and, and you may end up forming a bond with a child that is not yours. Right. And then... When the relationship fails, you actually lose two relationships. Yeah. Um, and that can lead to PTRD, which is... You don't is, necessarily uh, uh, have to lose two relationships, though. You don't, but it's hard... It depends. Depends, depends on how the situation ended, right? right? Like, And it depends but... on the, the parent of the child. If you're not right. the parent, I'm not his father. Um, so there doesn't have to be a relationship. 
it's up to, it's, it's up to her more so than even up to him because he's still a child. Right, but you also have to make the effort to show that you still want to be like, yeah, it didn't work out between us, but I still want to be in his life. But how do you then heal from the breakup while you're still communicating with the person that caused I mean, you pain? That's why I said it all depends on, you know, how it ended, how traumatic I, I, it was. Yo, how, it sucks, but I think, you know, in order to heal properly, you got to let them both go. Sometimes you can't, though, because I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, and I'm not knocking anybody, but my, my ex-husband, he met me with a child already, mm -hmm. right? Got married. They had a great relationship, my older son and him. I had a child with him. So when we divorced, there was no not communicating. We had to communicate. Right. But he chose to cut off the relationship with my older son. Oh, that's fucked up. Now, now, hold on. But I would it like cut to hear his Cut meaning. off to, to an extent, right? Um... You know, birthdays, he'll still give him a birthday gift, right? Yeah. But there's no, like, communication. When there was plenty of nights that they would sit there and play video games all night. Right. They had that, right? Um, so I don't know if he needed that space for himself, right? To kind of disconnect as much as he could, possibly right. could, because we still had my little one. Um, I, I'll never know the answer to that, but... Right. That It would be know. interesting to find out the answer, because yeah. I would think it would be... Um, well, I guess it depends on the individual, right? Because I would think it would be more beneficial to keep the communication open and fuck the birthday gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like, better yeah. to mold and mentor the child right. than to give them material things. But maybe in order for him to heal properly, yeah. that was what he felt was right. best for him. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I mean, I, you Some can't, of us you don't get that him. choice. I didn't get a choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, the little homie I had... Uh, I think he had a phone, and I had tried to, like, tell him, like, yo, this is my phone number. Call me whenever, regardless of what happens in the future. Like, you can always call me. But I don't think um, he had that option either. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you, I ended up losing two relationships. And, yo, that's just whack. Like, I, little man made me a drawing. That shit is still in my car right now. You know what I'm saying? And that relationship has been, it, uh, it's been dead. I can't put an exact time frame on it because it was on and off for a long time. Um, but it's been dead for a while. But I, I, I wish I could still communicate with the little critter and, you know, fuck with him and, you know, hang with him and, and teach him shit. Because I know... know. Maybe, um, you, maybe you could in the future once certain conversations are had. Those conversations will not be had. I suffer from PTRD. PTRD. Post-traumatic relationship disorder. I suffer from it. So it we affected my it. ability to enter new relationships um like i'm very hesitant to uh to start over and a wise man once said oh wait who's this wise man this wise man is axel leon and he said i don't have trust issues i got issues trust me <laughs> so think about that um Definitely. Healing from PTSD or PTRD. Oh, well, well, before we go into that, I have PTSD. I have PTRD from my last relationship, but I have PTSD from a car accident, and I want to I wanna tell you how it affected me, right? So in December of um, 2019, I was driving to work, and I got hit from behind by a pickup truck. Uh, not a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, a pickup truck, a pickup truck. And the force propelled the front of my car into a wall. 
right? So the car was totaled, all the airbags went off. Thank God I wasn't injured at all. Um, but it affected the way I drove for a long time, even possibly still till today. Like, I'm a naturally slow driver. I'm a naturally slow mover um, because a wise man once said. Who's this wise man? This wise man is um, Paulie from Goodfellas. He said uh, <laughs> he moves slow only because he don't got to move for nobody. And that's how I live my life, right? I don't have to move for shit, so I move at my pace. Um, so I'm a naturally slow driver. But since the accident... You're like a viejita. I got like a viejita. I'm like a turtle with two hands, like the, the steering wheel. Yo, I'm constantly in my rear view. Like, because I got hit from behind. So I'm always looking to like see, like, is this yeah. person going to fucking hit me from behind? And then I don't get close to the car in front of me. Like, I'll keep, like, a three-car distance between myself and the car in front of me, especially if we're going faster. Yo, I think I hit 60 miles an hour for the first time in Damn, 2019, three years, like, last week. Yo. For real. Yeah, like, no, that's... That accident really messed me up. Um, so I can imagine what a, a, a PTSD from a relationship or PTRD, how that affects you, you know what I'm saying? Because if driving was affected, I imagine loving is affected. Yeah. Um, and I, so I, I think slower. I <laughs> definitely love slower. You're like... Slow love better than no love. A wise man once said that. Who's that wise man? It's this guy right here. I just made it up. <laughs> I think it also starts, though, not only romantic relationships, right? It starts, like we said, from, from childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the way I am in relationships stems from my childhood. Can you give a specific detail? Of course. Without getting too personal. No, no, I can. And I, I briefly mentioned it in the past, um, where I have a very anxious attachment style. Yes. Um, and that stems from... Uh, my dad, right? My dad, my parents split when I was like about 10. Um, my dad had a whole nother family, right? Before the split or after? Before the split. That's, Your dad that's was one of the re <laughs> No, he's Puerto no? Rican. Oh, wow. <laughs> no shots. <laughs> that was definitely a shot. <laughs> but he was Puerto Rican. Um, I have a brother who, so it's me. Then my brother, mm -hmm. which is my half-brother. We have same dad, different moms. And then my okay. two sisters that say mom and dad. Okay. Right? You um, have two sisters? I have two sisters. Younger sisters? Younger. I'm the oldest. Two younger sisters? Mm -hmm. How old are they? So they're, it's 34, 35. My brother's 36. And then I am 31, mm -hmm. 39. <laughs> How are your sisters look? Um, I don't know. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I posted my sister. I mean, even I think last week when we went out, she tagged me on something. She's blonde. I'm gonna have to go back and, um, and do my And then research. my younger, my younger sister's married. Married with two kids. She lives in Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. Did but, you ever live in Puerto Rico? No. Okay. I did not. Um, so yeah. So um, when my parents split, right? My dad was always in our life, just very inconsistent my oh, yeah, dad my dad right I'll give an example and I've given this example before he would be like oh I'm gonna come pick you girls up 
and we would wait by the window, right? We lived in West New York in a building, looking out the window of the third floor, uh, waiting for our dad to pick us up, and he would never show up, right? That's, that's and then we wouldn't hear from him for like two weeks, and then we'd hear from him, right? So we got used to the breadcrumbing, the little pieces of attention. Right. And so <sighs> I think that as an adult, right, that to me was, that to me was love, right? So I grab, grab every little piece of attention that you give me, mm -hmm. every little breadcrumb, that's what I hold on to. Mm. Um, and but I, you've, you've, you've evolved, no? Right, and this is why I, now I know that in, in my relationship, even though I've done the work, right, therapy, I've done, I've done all of that, right? And you never really heal from that. You just learn how to cope with it, right? Mm. You learn now what triggers you. Right. You learn now what you need from a relationship, what you need from a partner, right? I need a partner that can communicate. Right. I need a partner that's going to be able to tell me, like, if we get into a fight. So now I'm, I'm anxious, right? I'm an anxious person. So if we get into an argument, let's say you and I are dating. Mm -hmm. We get into an argument, right? And you storm out the door. Right away, my head mm -hmm. is like, oh, it's done. We're over, right? I need somebody. I'm the type that I want to talk about right, right then and there. You I want to clear the I'm air the because I need clarity. I need yeah. to know how I'm moving forward from this point on. Right? But there's, there's people, right, and people that I've dated that they're not like that. Right. They need time to process things, which is healthy, Correct. right? Because when you're, when you're having conversations and you're in your emotions, you're going to say shit that you might not mean. You're going to say maybe some harmful things, mm -hmm. and you can't take those words back. No, you cannot. Right? And that, that sticks with you, right? Mm -hmm. Like... The person that says, it, if you say something fucked up to me, that's going to stay in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, so there's people, right, that have learned that, okay, no, I need to, like, process this, think about it, and then I'll come back to the table. Mm -hmm. To me, that makes me anxious. Right. Because I don't know where I stand now. Now right. I'm like, okay, are we together? Are we not together? What do I do? What do I think? And it's what only I, been you know? three minutes. And it's only been three <laughs> minutes, right? So <laughs> what I need from, from my partner is somebody that's like, listen. You know, we're, we're not on the same page right now. We're not communicating. Doesn't mean that we're, it's done. I just right. need a minute to think about it, right? Like, communicate what you're thinking. Don't just storm out and All then right. not talk to me for three days. I can't deal with that. Well, I can't. three days is a long time. Two days, one day. Like, just tell me, listen, yeah. I just need a minute. Yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just need a minute. Like, but it's we're okay. It's, it, not, it's not me and you against each other. It's me and you against the problem. <clears throat> But it's tough when one partner needs a minute and one partner is anxious. Absolutely. And, but that's and, and why communication, that minute, right? You know, messes them up. That's why I need to understand that my partner needs time. But I also need Correct. my partner to understand. I need you to communicate that, listen, we're good. We're not good, good. Like that, right. that Usher song. Have you heard it? New Usher? Yeah, it's New Usher. No. It's, uh, we're, we're not. I forgot. We're not good, good. We're good, but not good, good. Okay. So, like, we're good, right? right. Doesn't mean we're any. We just, we just need a little minute. We just got to get back on right. the Right. Like, just give me a yeah. minute to process my thoughts, right? Um, and then I'm okay with that. Right. But if you're just storming, like, I can't. I can't deal with that. That gives me anxiety. That gives me... And I'm not at peace. And that's, that's... that's what I'm on the hunt for is just peace. And I have peace when I'm by myself. And now I've gotten to the point that... If you don't, by, when if you, you say don't by myself, to, you mean single? Single, okay. yeah, single. I am like fucking at peace. <laughs> like, right? There's no sleepless nights. There's no. There's well, none of someone that. said that uh, sleep requires peace. 
So if you are not at peace, you'll have difficulty Well, sleeping. then I sleep a lot now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, but you're single. Right, but I'm single. So and, and we all need connection, right? right. Like, I, I think as humans, um, that's that's the biggest part of us. We need connection. We need that that human... Just relationships, yeah, love, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're all seeking that. Um, but I just need someone that adds to that piece, right? Right, right. And it, right. it's not that everything has to be flowers and butterflies. Well, it won't be. And, and I don't want it to be. it's an honest relationship. I don't want it to be, right? right? Um, but you can overcome. But just, just that clarity. I, I need that clarity. And that stems from, right, that fear of abandonment, right, right? From, from my dad, right? right? Not knowing... Um, when am I going to see him again? When am, like that to me has been a huge problem in my relationships as an adult. So let me ask you something. Um, childhood trauma or complex trauma gave you these traits, mm -hmm. right? Did I have more, by the way? Uh, Go ahead. It's only an hour show. <laughs> um, Dad. Did anybody? <laughs> Did your mom or anyone else give you any positive? Of course, of course. And can, um, can you um, speak on that? Okay, so I'm gonna give you one that could is a positive and negative at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. For my mom, my mom is the most beautiful soul ever. Like, Shout out to mom. Just, just such a good person, mm -hmm. right? Like loving, caring, um, and because of that, right? She didn't know when the right time to let go of my dad was, okay. right? And when she finally got the guts, right, and was like, you know, fuck that, I have to be a role model for my girls, um, which is something admirable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, she also taught us to be extremely independent. Yes. Independent to a fault. Correct. Which is why I say it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? right, right, right. Um, my mom always told us like to never depend on a man because the day he does you wrong you don't have to like financially depend on him you give him the boot and out the door but that also affected relationships when right. I was married I never knew how to make a man feel wanted to me it was like if I'm with you it's because like I don't need you I'm with you because I want to right not because I need you and everybody wants right, to feel needed but if needed. you tell someone that it's offensive what um, uh, absolutely, absolutely, but right to not make them feel like said, needed, yeah, yeah. right? And it's not that I ever verbally mm -hmm. went out I'm like, oh, I don't need you, right. you know what I mean? But I didn't know what it was like to make a man feel needed, right? If I needed a fucking light bulb change, and this is like the stupidest example, right? But it's mm -hmm. the first one that pops in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll do it my fucking self, right? right? Instead of you know being like, let me let my man do it, right? right, let, right, let, right. let him. Let, Let him, him feel manly, feel manly yeah, right? Yeah. And I was, I could do that I shit myself, you know? Bulb, yeah. That's me and my masculine, right? Being like, here we that, go. I'll do that shit myself, <laughs> right? Instead of saying, babe, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Can you do that for me, yeah. right? Yes, but you don't have to be so pitiful in asking. No, I know you that. Know I'm just saying? being a little yeah. extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I be just, a little extra? You know, just ask normally. <laughs> we but love yes. to do that shit. So, of course. And that's how, you know, everybody wants to feel needed. Right. Even as a woman, and, we want to feel But you know needed. what it is? It's not only that we feel needed. It's that when the task is completed, we feel accomplished. And not only that, we get to make y'all happy. Mm -hmm. 
and we get to see that in real time. Like, oh shit, I changed the fucking light bulb. I could have did that shit in my sleep, but look how happy it made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we yeah. enjoy uh, we enjoy that aspect too. So in denying him, um, in denying allowing him to do that, you also denied him the happiness of completing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think even to... Are you still that way? I And I was just going to say, I think in certain little aspects, but, I, like, I'll catch myself, and I'm right. like, mm. you know, like, I think for a long time, right, uh, a guy, and I love a man that opens a door for me, right? Chivalry, mm -hmm. like, I love that shit. Mm -hmm. But for a long time, I'll open my own door, right? Now I'm like, I'm not fucking opening the door until you open it for yeah, me, right? Yeah, like, teach him. Um, that's but, a that's a lost art opening the yeah. door for women, pulling the chair for women. Yep. Um, such a small act can have a profound effect on the relationship, right? Absolutely. I mean, you're just showing her how much you think about her and and how much you respect her and wouldn't allow her to do such menial things like open a door, like everything, or like the walking on the one side of the street, right? Like the outside of the street. All right, let's let's like, put this out there now because I feel like everybody doesn't know this. I, I I don't know if it's an East Coast thing. I don't know if it's a Latino thing. I don't know if it's a man thing, but I feel like it's not globally known, fellas. When you're walking with your lady down the street, down the road, down the mountain, whatever the fuck. If the street is here, you be here and let right. her be here. She has here. to be on the inside. She has to be on the inside away from the cars. Just in case, God forbid, a car jumps the curb and is going to hit y'all. You can push her and take all the brunt. Or, just in case, she starts talking mad shit and you're sick of it and the bus is coming. You jump to the right and end it, bruh. Because... <laughs> You can't take it no more. <laughs> no, don't do that. But definitely protect your lady. Mm -hmm. Walk on the outside of the street. And mm -hmm. see, this is the trick. This is where brothers be fucking up. Okay. When y'all cross the street diagonally and y'all now on the other street, very s smoothly grab her with a little waist yep. and move her to the right and put yourself on the left. And you'll always be in the right position. It's and a, not, real, a, a real woman will notice that and appreciate it. It's not It's not only a Latino thing because I... I've dated, it's not a Latino like, thing. Yeah, it's not. Okay. I've dated non-Latinos, uh -huh. and they've done that. They're just like, oh, you know, they'll Okay, well, respect to them, yeah. Uh, know, maybe it's a parenting thing. Maybe, maybe. Maybe fathers I just think need to teach it's it not, downward. It's not taught as often now, I think. You well, know? chivalry itself yeah. is fading. Um, it really is. And that's probably a conversation for another episode, but mm -hmm. I think the internet has a lot to do with it. Dating apps, how you're meeting people, um, expectations. Um, there's a lot of factors, but definitely women of a certain pedigree will appreciate chivalry and being treated a certain way. And it'll take your relationship and your standing with that female a long way if you do the right thing. Um, yeah. And that's words from a wise man. So, follow that. Who's that wise man? The wisest, Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about you? Before you jump to anything else. Shoot, what about me? I always walk on the outside. No. <laughs> yeah, I always make sure. Like, that's that's about, nature. like, your childhood, like, oh, um, How has that affected? I've spoken about this previously. So, when I was a child, and I don't want to get, like, too in detail, but I witnessed firsthand both of my creators uh for lack of a better word cheat 
right? Like I saw that in person, um, both cheating and both their partners. Matter of fact, this reminds me of a funny story, right? Um, when I was in high school, my mother had an affair and I met the dude and I knew his name and I knew he had two daughters and I was plotting to fuck one of his daughters in revenge for him Only being you. my mom's <laughs> side piece. How old are you? I was in high school. So I was a good wow. 15, 16, 17 at the time. But that's, that, that was like my revenge plan. Because like, I felt like low-key he had you know, um, messed up my parents' relationship. It was not true because their relationship had way more issues than that. Um, but because I felt he had caused me some pain somewhere in my diabolical mind, I thought if I smash his daughter, it might cause it him might some cause pain sure and we'll be equal, you know, and I would have felt better. Um, I never accomplished it, but if you went to high school around uh, in North Bergen in 96 or 97 and I was trying to bag you, it might have just been a revenge <laughs> plot. So think about that. Your dad might have been screwing his mom. Yeah, and I was out for <laughs> bloody revenge. But I, I never mean, got it. I got it. Um, so in seeing that, um, both of my parents do what they did. And I'm sure they had their reasons, you know, and I'm not here to judge nor condemn. But I had a misunderstanding of what love was. I had a misunderstanding of what proper communication between lovers was. And I had a misunderstanding um, in thinking that cheating was almost normal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So. As I grew older and started going into relationships, I was a notorious cheater because I thought that was just normal. And, you know, if I cheat on you, but I come home and maybe bring you a gift, you should be all right because that's what I had grown up seeing. And not to put the blame on them. And, um, you know, you have to heal and learn from these things. Um, but definitely the way they were and what they did. Um, led me down a negative path. So I was talking about a, a relationship I had um, with a young lady, and we lived together. And um, our relationship reminded me a lot of my parents' relationship. And I had vowed to not um, allow history to repeat itself. So I didn't want to treat her how my dad treated my mom. But, so when we would argue, I would, like, kind of shut down and not participate in the argument. And maybe I wouldn't communicate for a day or two, right? Um, and I thought that was the right way to do it because it was the opposite of what I had seen. But come to find out, ironically, that in doing so, I pushed her away, which was, like, my number one goal of things not to do, um... And I had to learn to communicate through anger or disappointment or uh, upsetness. So do you think that you have more of like an avoidant t attachment style? At that time, I did. Um, now I'm more in the vein of you where if we're having an argument, let's talk it out now and let's fix it. Because I hate to sit in the anger. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the type that... Which is not healthy Yo, when either. I get upset, I'll be upset for like three days. It's not healthy either because sometimes we have to sit in our emotions, feel them, work through them, and then release them. Right, but I think it depends on the forward. emotion, right? Because let's say you have a negative emotion within caused by yourself or caused by something you don't control. 
or caused by someone who's not your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Where you maybe can't communicate and work it through. But your partner, you should be able to communicate and work it through. Now, yeah. if you are so upset that you're afraid you're going to say something you'll regret, then yes, take your not time. Not only that, but sometimes, right, when, especially, you know, if you're like an anxious person, um, when you go through something, you're feeling something, you haven't fully thought everything out. Right. Right? So and right you're now you're just emotional. so, yeah, you're yeah. just so, you're reacting on emotion. Yeah. Um, and that's not a good thing, right? Because then well, you we lose never logic. Logic goes out yeah, the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And now we're reacting on emotion. Right. So it's not healthy to talk about things when you're in your feelings. You have it to be depends. able to. I feel like you have to be able to process things so that the logic comes back, right? Because when you think about things logically, you're like, all right, this makes sense. In your emotions, after you get through that emotion, right? You're like, damn, why did I decide that? Like that. That's not even right, how I really feel. but it depends on the offense. Because if it's a minor offense, y'all could talk it through. It's not going to be so emotional. Right, You're but not then so it, it wouldn't really be that big of a right. of a conflict, right? right? If it's a minor thing. Well, right? a minor We're talking thing. about like, yeah. a major you know, thing, a major thing, I really think... It depends think... on it too, though. And it depends on the relationship. It depends on the people. It depends on their emotional maturity and emotional control. You know what I'm saying? Where this couple A, one of them may need a day or two to process the emotions right. and properly deliver their feelings. Couple B, they might be the ones that they fix it in five minutes and everything comes out and take it or leave it. You know what or I'm there's couple C where they don't talk about anything. They brush things under the rug. Oh, no, and no, And then no, later the on, that just builds yeah. up. No, right? that's the And that's, yeah. that's actually more common than maybe the other two. Probably, yes, yeah. but it's also the most dangerous because oh, when course. you blow up, out of anger and emotion, you say things like you said that mm -hmm. can't be taken back, yo. And and them things, yo. Or you don't you'll forget or you, you what don't you talk said. about things at all. What well, happens when you terrible. don't talk about things? You brush things under the rug. It gets to the point that it builds, it builds, well, it builds. I mean. Now you've got a lump under your carpet. When that lump blows and up, and when it blows you up, say yeah, everything. you everything. And you say things that are hurtful. Mm -hmm. That because yeah. you're emotional, you may not even realize you're saying, you may not even remember saying it, but yeah. your partner will never forget what you said. You know what I'm saying? And that I've lived yeah. through where I hurt someone and in order for them to feel retribution, they hurt me verbally, but they said things that they couldn't take back. And later when I reminded them or asked them about these things that they had spoken of, they didn't even remember saying it. Yeah. And it was some of the most hurtful shit that, like, I think I'm still scarred by it. You know Listen, what I'm saying? Listen, that saying that sticks and stones but words will never hurt me, that's bullshit. Oh, that's bullshit. That's bullshit because... That's, that's actually... Um, sticks and stones, those bruises will go those away. Those heal way faster yes. than the word scars. <laughs> the word? Yo, those shits hurt. Guess what the word scars give you? PTRD, post-traumatic relationship disorder. I'm a... I'm a um, copyright that, that LLC Webster that, all that, dictionary. yeah, man, because I feel like a lot of us have that, and the only way to heal it is with time, probably with therapy, like, don't be afraid of therapy, bro, and therapy doesn't have to be, um, I'm gonna go see my psychiatrist and lay on his couch and he's gonna take notes and shit. It doesn't even have to be a, a It doesn't have a to be therapist. a professional, no. You can, uh... 
go to meditation, mm -hmm. you can do breath work, you can do, there's a lot of like self-help books, um, you know, even, even going to work out, right? Yeah. That's a form of therapy. That's mm -hmm. a way to release, um, you know, pent up emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and you I don't, can see your friends, you can talk to your friends, right, you can talk your to your friends, family. Um, um, I used, uh, not I used, um, one, my pastor, Pastor Steve, out right here in Oberg, matter of fact, he served as my therapist for like yeah. a good two years. And we wouldn't even necessarily, when I would go see him, it wouldn't be that we would have to talk about the relationship. Sometimes we would just talk and we'd talk mm -hmm. music. But it's just the fact that someone is listening. You know what I'm saying? When you're used to not being listened to. Um, you appreciate that someone is listening, even if you're talking some bullshit. Yeah, so and I mean, most of the time, speak right? To somebody. Yeah. Or do the alone stuff. The right, or do, the do the alone, um, or just ha have that one person that, it's not even that they have to give you advice, right? Because sometimes when we just need to let it out, and sometimes just hearing yourself say shit, you find your own answers. That's what therapists do. They right, don't tell you right. what to do. A therapist will listen to you and ask you questions to kind of for to get your mind thinking, right. and you answer your own questions. And you often already know the answers. Of course, yeah. we all know the answers. I have a mentor, uh, Milton. Shout out to Milton, Milton um, Rivera. Uh, I love you. You're my guy. Um, I often call him when I have big decisions to make. And the first thing he tells me every time I call him, he'd be like, you know the answer. You already know the answer. You're calling me so I could like verify the answer or tell you, yes, you're right, or uh, co-sign your answer. Right. But you fucking know the answer. It's already inside of you and it's already decided you know, and you know it, what you're going to do. It's gone through your head a million yeah, times already. Yeah. And you're like, you know what you should do. But he'll still take the time and listen to me right. and give me advice. And normally, I already knew the fucking answer and he was right. So shout out to my bro, Milton. And you're never going to fully heal, right? I think you just learn different uh, like coping, coping mechanisms, yeah. right? Yeah. Where you're just like, like for me, I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this anxiousness coming on, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of me reacting on emotion, I'm like, all right, let me just breathe it through, give it a minute, process it, and then go ahead and react, right? Because I am really quick to react on emotion because when I put my heart into something, right. I put my heart into it. Now, is this something that you feel you are improving on? Absolutely. Or? Okay, so you Absolutely. were more emotional. Oh before. my God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Were you an emotional mess? I, w listen, <laughs> I was a hot mess. Uh, yeah. And how mess. did you improve? Therapy? Just over time, right? Yoga. Therapy and just like realizing, okay, I'm going into these relationships, right? This is not working out. And instead of me blaming the other person, it was like, mm -hmm. okay, what, what role am I playing in this? Right. Right? Because I can't play the victim role all the time. Um, before the cameras came on, didn't you say you were often the toxic one in the relationship? I said that? Yeah. I didn't say that. Maybe not like that. Did you say something like that? I said, I'm sure I've been the toxic oh, one in my relationships. Bad, my bad. We've I all been. It. I We've all been. Look Don't at you. Speak to yourself. I've yeah. never been. Shut up. We've all been the toxic ones, right? I'm sure there's people that can say stories, right? There's that saying, right? Like, oh, oh. you can talk to one person. Did a wise man say it? I don't know who oh, said dude. it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, to I got to start. <laughs> I saw it somewhere on TikTok all right, finish or something. It, though. You can talk to one but it person. was saying, no, like you can talk to one person and they can say I'm the most amazing person. You can talk to somebody else and be like, yo, she's like a vicious bitch, right? Believe them both. Right, 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 right. 
Um, you so, get what you deserve. Right. Uh, as far as and, treatment. And not only that, but I think every relationship brings out a different side of you. Correct. Depending on the the complexity of the relationship right. and and all of that. So yes, I've absolutely been the toxic person. In Have you caused someone PTSD or PTRD? Do you think? I'm sure. Do you I'm think sure. any of them would be willing to discuss it? I don't think so. Oh, boring. I would hope not. Can I have their <laughs> phone numbers and find out? Uh, no. Boring. <laughs> Can I have the phone numbers of yours? They would never talk bad about me. I'm not saying that they would talk bad, but they would be like, yo, <laughs> she fucking <laughs> broke no. my heart or uh, something. Wow. But... <laughs> <laughs> Some, I'm sure you've broken uh, you've broken more hearts than I ever have. Me? Never. I don't break hearts. Joe. Uh, I don't. Um, I have. Joe, you're being toxic right no, now. No, I have. You're lying. I have, and I will go on record on camera and apologize to any female whose heart I've broken with or emotions I played with when I was emotionally unstable. So I was wrong for that, and y'all deserved better. I will also go on record on camera and say that the last relationship I was in that caused me PTRD and PTSD and fucking trauma and all kinds of crazy shit, I most likely caused equal or more trauma and PTSD and PTRD to the person that I was in a relationship with. And for that, I will be eternally sorry because you did not deserve that. When I met you, you were a bubbly, loving person. And when I left you, you were a different person. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with how I treated you and how I mistreated you. So for that, I apologize. This is a conversation that needs to be had. Whoever a you are, young lady. A conversation that will never be had. For Unless you give me her number, I might be able to make it happen. No. I wouldn't because um, she scares me. Yeah, she scares me in the sense that it's almost like I'm addicted to her. Oof. Right? So any interaction with her, like, starts the emotional voyage again. And it always starts with love. Right? So if I interact with her, I love her again. And then we go through the I was same just cycle. having this conversation with Dolly. Right. I was uh, sharing all, something with her and I was always like, end up in the in we always end up not talking, you know. I, I wrote a book for her called yeah. Five Hundred Days because we went five hundred days without talking. That's how on and off we were. And then um five oh one, we was back together like if that happened. You feel me? So it's very dangerous. So I would rather you ever seen the movie um The Butterfly Effect? With I have really um, bad I Ashton have. Kutcher. What is it about? It's about a kid who has the ability to time travel by writing about a specific event. So anytime he writes about an event, he's able to go back in time to that event um, and potentially change the future, right? So he falls in love with this girl, and she's being sexually abused by her father. And um, I believe the father ends up killing her or something. So he goes back in time to try to save her. And every time he goes back, the ending is still fucked up until he goes back and um, kind of like shits on her so that she never talks to him again as children. Mm. And that's how he saves her. 
So in order to save her, he, he had, had to, to lose her completely. And I kind of feel like mm -hmm. in order for her to live happily and love properly, you need to be I have to be completely out of the picture. Out of the picture. So in essence, I get that. I am sacrificing for her to live. I a get that. Life. I was actually having and this conversation. That shit is whack. I was having this conversation with Dolly and I was just sharing with her and I was like, I'm not ready to see this person in person. Hugo? The, <laughs> I said I wouldn't talk about him. Oh, my bad. Is he, Hugo's not even a real person. It is. He's not, but he knows he's Hugo. He knows he's Hugo? He knows he's Hugo. Ah, oh, you fucked up the game. Shout out to Hugo. I didn't tell him. It's, if you watch the show <laughs> and you know my situation, you're going to know who Hugo is. My bad. My bad, Hugo. So, okay. anyways. So, not whatever. Hugo. Anyways, forget it. <laughs> Skip that. Let's go on to it. What else do you have in your, in your notebook? There? In my notes. <laughs> um, that's really about it, man. Complex trauma, childhood trauma. Don't hit your kids excessively. But a good little tate quieto here and there. I think necessary. it depends on your kid, though, because I've never had to hit my kids. I mean, my kids. No, have of really course well it behaved. depends on the kid. Um, but I've I've also always sat with my kids and be like, do you understand what you did wrong? Like right. adult conversations, right. you know, most, not just like most, yelling. It was like, do you understand what you did wrong? Do you understand the consequences that come with this? Now right. this is what happens when you do that. Most kids that need a cocotazo is because of their parents. Yeah and their lack of already established discipline. Um, but don't beat your kids. I don't have to say don't touch your kids, and if I have to tell you that, you're fucking sick also. Don't watch the show. Um, verbal abuse. Don't underestimate the power of causing pain and trauma that verbal abuse can have, not only between parent and child, also between partners. Um, what you might consider a joke, your partner might take to heart and be hurt for a long time. Um, or emotional abuse with your kids, right? Sometimes we don't think... Or right? your partner, being, too. Both. Being unavailable for your kids, um, that, that affects them in the future, right? Mm -hmm. um, like little girls, when their dads are not there, right? Now they're going to think that that's love. So who are they going to attract? Men that are emotionally unavailable, men that are not there, um, taking the breadcrumbs. Right? Inconsistent. Inconsistent. <laughs> Which is why I'm so big on consistency. So big. Um, what else? Um, kids see things. Mm -hmm. Remember, um, they may not be able to speak on it at the moment, but they may see things that will cause them trauma or some type of complex in the future. Um, go to therapy, y'all. It doesn't have to be professional therapy, but go speak and understand your emotions and why you feel a certain way. I mean, if you believe in God, just talk to God. Talk to God's a higher the power. God. I, I mean, you know, people call it different things, right? If you believe in a higher power, just sit there and just let it out. Like, let go and let God. You know what Put else? Journal. God. A journal. lot of people yes. um, underestimate the power that journaling has and letting out your emotions at the end of the day and then, you know, coming back the next day and reading Listen, about it and seeing I have, how you. I progress. have a journal and I've actually now, like, um, started instead of journaling right because i'm like oh it takes so much time to write mm -hmm. i do voice notes right and just kind of go back and listen to them though i do okay. i do i do on more on like my bad days yeah. i go back um and i listen and i'm like damn I, I was really having a rough day today is not so bad 
Um, and I just record voice notes. Like, thank God I have a password on my phone because if I lost my phone, somebody would be able to. They'd be like, this girl's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> but it's good that you're letting it out. Whatever yeah. the medium is, whether it's verbalizing it through voice note, prayer, journaling it, um, if you go exercise, if you go run, yeah. whatever the case may be, as long as you're letting that energy have the opportunity to exit your body, it's going to feel good and it's going to clear your mind and allow you to make better decisions and um, less... Uh, irrational emotion fueled decisions which we all want to try to avoid and a wise man once said this Who's I don't this remember wise this wise man oh, but damn. he said uh, there's no emotion in business so when you're conducting business not relationship because mm -hmm. relationships are not business and if your relationship is a business you're you're starting on the wrong foot but when you are conducting business there should be no emotion involved or your decisions should be logical and rational and based on the probability of success for that business um, now you can apply that to a relationship in a sense but you have to have the emotions included um, to then allow that relationship the opportunity to flourish you know what I'm saying yeah and just surround yourself around people that are on the same like frequency as you right the same right yeah. um, I think that's that's critically important. Shout out to that, man. Shout out to everybody tuned in. Shout out to everybody who sends questions and or answers, who provides feedback. Negative shout out to all y'all dissing Mama <laughs> Les and her five head. Like, let her live. She don't even Can I live? That. I mean, you're pointing out the obvious. Yeah. Everybody uh, can fucking see so it. So there's a theory on Twitter. Uh-huh. About right? big foreheads? About big foreheads. Okay. Right? So they say four no, I got like is five. the limit. My hand is good. Right? So Anything over four. Is a big is a big forehead, but okay. not only that. Uh -huh. The more over four uh -huh. it is, uh -huh. the more crazy she is. So you look like you had about six or so. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. You know what? You might be right. Shut up. So I that means a small she's hand crazy. Shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> no, big foreheads run in my family. Though. Listen, so there's a lot of beautiful women yeah. with big foreheads. Rihanna got a big ass forehead. Thank she's you. the most beautiful she woman is on the planet. She's fucking hot as shit. Anyways, so, forehead finder coming soon. Mama I mean, Lev. listen, if you're going to make a comment about my forehead, at least add something afterwards that's relevant to what we're talking about, right? Like, come, why don't we come like, headbutt um, my, my ex-girl and then comment something that has to do with what we're talking about. True. And if you're going to pay me, I might just do it. Let's make money off of it. Yeah? Okay, the, they, let's do them it. Them headbutts look like they're going to be vicious. Yeah, don't fucking play with me. I'm about to headbutt you right now. <laughs> For Christmas, can we hang some ornaments on that shit? Joe. Some tinsel? <laughs> Men lie, women lie, and all foreheads die. The podcast, and we out. <laughs>